Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello and welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, First Samuel chapter 30, and if I had to give this one a title, it's The Lord is Always There. The Lord is Always There. Today is one of those that, you know, I've talked to you before about how First and Second Samuel was originally written as one book. First and Second Chronicles, one book. First and Second Kings, one book. They're right there, and they're all about roughly the same time period. There's a lot of stories, a lot of things that's going on. And there are some pretty sad stories throughout those several books. But none of them are more sad than the one we're going to hear today. But then at the same time, to watch God fully move in David's life, it's going to be amazing to see. And sometimes we don't get to see the strength of the Lord until we get to the end of ours. And it's going to be awesome. But if you like what we're doing here before we get into that, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube video. Make sure that you are leaving us a comment. Let us know how you're engaging with God's Word. If you have ideas for us on how we can do better at some different things, let us know how we can serve you in some kind of way. Also, if you're listening to the podcast, leave us a five-star review. It really does help get that out there and get it into the search engines. And then as always, where we all gather around at the Facebook discussion group, Bible Breakdown Discussion. Also, I want to tell you about something. If you go to my blog at Brandon canon.com the very top there is a newsletter that you can subscribe to it's a weekly newsletter that comes out and we call it the bible breakdown newsletter and what we do is we go through and i kind of give you what my favorite devotion of the week was i give you some different ideas of things and i love answering questions that people ask about the bible and it's okay if you want to ask me questions like, you know, did, did Noah uh, live so long or what was the ark made out? That's fine. But questions like in everyday life, like how do I deal with a neighbor that is a different religion? What do I do with pain that I experience? Questions like that, I really love digging in and answering. And we've added a new section to our newsletter, and it's called Answering Your Questions. And we'll take a question that someone has asked or a question I think that's important for us to talk about, and I put it in my newsletter every week. And so if you go and subscribe to that, and of course it's completely free, then we will send that to your inbox every week, and I would love to answer questions that you're asking. So make sure you you know, use that, and it's a great way for us to do community and do life together, okay? All right. If you have your Bibles, you want to open up with me to 1 Samuel chapter 30. We're almost at the end of this book. Now, I don't want to give you too many spoilers, but David hasn't been doing all this for no reason, right? God has got his hand on David. But an amazing thing that we sometimes forget is people unintentionally think that if God is with me, if God is for me, and if God has anointed me, then that means nothing bad's ever going to happen. Well, I'm going to tell you something. If you believe that, you don't believe most of your Bible because the Bible is full of people that bad things happen to. What happens today is one of those really bad things that happen. The amazing thing is, is that God is always faithful. I love the verse that says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not be afraid. Why? Because you, God, walk close beside me. One of the greatest things about God is though, even though he doesn't owe us anything, he walks with us through everything. We're going to see how this happens today. So let's read this and let's see what God's word would say to us as we see about one of the most tragic stories, but then one of the greatest victories in the entire Bible. First Samuel chapter 30, verse 1. 
Three days later, when David and his men arrived home at their town of Ziklag, they found that the Amalekites had made a raid into the Negev and Ziklag, and they had crushed Ziklag and burned it to the ground. And they had carried off the women, the children, and everyone else, but without killing anyone. When David and his men saw the ruins and realized what had happened to their families, they wept until they could weep no more. David's two wives, Ahinoam and from Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel, were among those captured. David was now in great danger because all of his men were very bitter about losing their sons and their daughters, and they began to talk of stoning him. But David found strength in the Lord his God. Now pause for a moment happened was is while they were out trying to go fight trying to do what they needed to do an enemy came in and completely ransacked the village where all of David's family and all of his uh, military's family lived and they took them all away didn't kill them but took them all away and the Bible said just now that when David got back the men were so distraught that they wept and they cried and they even thought about killing David so in this moment David had no one to turn to except the Lord When everybody else had left him, there was God. And the Bible said, David found strength in the Lord his God. Another translation said, David encouraged himself in the Lord. Verse 7 says this, Then he said to Abathar the priest, Bring me the ephod. In other words, we're going to go ask the Lord. And so Abathar brought it, and then David asked the Lord, Should I chase after this band of raiders? Will I catch them? And the Lord said to him, Yes, go after them. You will surely recover everything that was taken from you. So David and his 600 men set out, and they came to the brook Besor. But 200 of the men were too exhausted to cross the brook. So David continued the pursuit with 400 men. Along the way, they found an Egyptian man in a field and brought him to David. They gave him some bread to eat and water to drink. They also gave him part of a fig cake and two clusters of raisins, for he hadn't had anything to eat or drink for three days and nights. Before long, his strength returned. To whom do you belong, and where do you come from? David asked him. I am an Egyptian, the slave of an Amalekite, he replied. My master abandoned me three days ago because I was sick. We were on our way back from raiding the Carathites and the Negev, the territory of Judah, and the land of Caleb, and and we had just burned Ziklag. Will you lead me to this band of raiders? David asked. The young man replied, If you take an oath in God's name that you will not kill me or give me back to my master... Then I will guide you to them. So he led David to them, and they found the Amalekites spread out across the fields, eating and drinking and dancing with joy because of the vast amounts of plunder that they had taken from the Philistines and the land of Judah. In other words, they were sitting there partying with all of David's stuff. (laughs) And so David, verse 17, and his men rushed in among them and slaughtered them throughout the night and the entire next day until evening. None of the Amalekites escaped except 400 young men who fled on camels. David got back everything the Amalekites had taken, and he rescued his two wives. Nothing was missing, small or great, son or daughter, nor anything else that had been taken. David brought everything back. He also recovered all the flocks and all the herds, and his men drove them ahead with the other livestock. This plunder belongs to David, they said. And then David returned to the brook of Besor and met up with the 200 men that had been left behind because they were too exhausted to go with them. They went out and they met David and his men, and David greeted them joyfully. But some evil troublemakers among David's men said, They didn't go with us. They can't have any of the plunder we recovered. Give them their wives and children and tell them to be gone. But David said, No, no, my brothers. Don't be selfish with what the Lord has given us. 
He has kept us safe and helped us defeat this band of raiders that attacked us. Who will listen when we talk like this? We shall share and share alike, those who go to battle and those who guard the equipment. From then on, David made a decree in the regulation for Israel, and it is still followed to this day. When David arrived at Ziklag, David, uh, when he arrived at Ziklag, David sent part of the plunder to the elders of Judah, who were his friends. Here is a present for you, taken from the Lord's enemy, he said. The gifts were sent to the people in the following towns that David visited. Bethel, Ramoth, Negev, Jatir, Eor, Zippon, Ishtama, Rachel, and the towns of the Gemaralites, and the towns of the Kenites, Homora, Borshan, Atak, Hebron, and all the other places that David and his men had visited. Wow. Can you imagine the absolute depths of despair and then the heights of victory all in one chapter? What can we get out of this today? And that is this. Just because you love the Lord. As a matter of fact, sometimes because you love the Lord, because you are following after him, because you are blessed of God, you're going to go through difficult seasons. They didn't attack David's village because he didn't have anything. They attacked David's village because he had something. Can I tell you, when you follow the Lord, you're going to be on the devil's radar? He doesn't really attack that many people who don't follow him or don't follow the Lord because they're not a threat to him. It's when you become a threat, when you have something worth taking, that the enemy will attack you. And here's the thing. Sometimes he will attack you. Sometimes it will look like he's won the war. But can I tell you? It's not the war, it's just a battle. And if you will trust the Lord, even if other people leave you, God will never leave you. In that moment when everybody else had turned their backs on David and everybody else was even saying, David, it's your fault. If you hadn't have led us away, this wouldn't have happened. Was it David's fault? No, of course it wasn't David's fault. But it doesn't doesn't matter. Sometimes you'll get blamed for things that you didn't do. It's because you were there and because hurting people hurt people. And because of that, they got to blame somebody. So they decide to blame you. What do you do? You turn to the Lord. You let the Lord be your strength. You let him encourage you. And then you ask the Lord for direction. When you do that, God will always lead you to victory. Now, victory may look different from one time to another, but one thing that is assured, and that is that with you and with God, all things are possible. With man, things are impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So here's the thing. No matter what happens, the Lord is always with you. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you that you are with us in all things. God, as we get ready to finish our time in 1 Samuel, help us remember that you have a plan for our lives, that your providence is true despite our foolishness, our silliness. Sometimes when we mess up, it doesn't change your plan for us. And Lord, I'm so thankful that when sometimes it feels like no one else is close, you are always with us. We celebrate you today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Don't forget, God's word says in 1 Samuel chapter 12, be sure to fear the Lord and faithfully serve him. Think of all the wonderful things he has done for you. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow for 1 Samuel chapter 31 and the final chapter of 1 Samuel.